Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas Studios, this is The Press Box with Grady and Bischoff. Oh, here we go. ESPN 1100.9 FM on a Thursday. No Tyler, joined by Case Kiefer with Las Vegas Sun. This is going to be fun. It's Ed, Case, and Jared. Let's start it off. The First Bite. How worried should the Raiders <laughs> fans be? How worried should Raiders fans be about the week two injury list? They should be worried. Uh, reading from the RJ this morning, the Raiders listed 17 players in their first official injury report of the week. Though the participation status was just an estimate because of the team conducted a walkthrough instead of full practice. I can verify that. Uh, we were out there yesterday. We we're not allowed to watch anything. But Case, um, okay, so before we get to the offensive line and specific ones, tell me what you see in terms of this injury report. I think Mariota is going to be out for longer than people thought. We know what happened to Denzel Good. Uh, these linebackers are beat up. Um, we're not really sure about Josh Jacobs. So how worried should people be if you're a Raider fans and they're going to Pittsburgh one and know, and which ones kind of stand out to you, which ones could be bothersome as they go into Pittsburgh? Yeah, I mean, I absolutely agree. You have to be worried to see this many guys uh, this early. Um, you know, never you never want to see 17 guys after week <laughs> That's one. That's a big number. So, yeah. Um, so I, I think it's a big deal. I do think some of these will work themselves out uh, by, by the end of the week. I mean, they even listed some guys that uh, practiced in full. But, I mean, that, that being said, especially up front, both sides of the ball, uh, I think that's problematic. I think the Raiders are learning. We, we heard this word so much in the offseason and training camp is availability. And they yes. felt like uh, just, I mean, I think just because they got younger and got rid of some guys, they thought the availability would improve. Uh, I think they're learning or getting the reminder, at least, that uh, that's not always guaranteed. Uh, Derek Carr this week. Now, Richie Incognito, again, he's been out with what uh, is termed a uh, calf. Uh, and we know what happened to good. Uh, we're really not sure who John Gruden knows uh, in terms of his offensive line at this point. Uh, he said Jermaine Elamanor after the game. We're not sure he knows who that is. Uh, we're not sure we know who that is, but uh, it appears he's uh, first on the depth chart. Alex Leatherwood struggled in his first rookie game, uh, was ranked uh, last by Pro Football Focus at his position. Andre James struggled, last at his position in Pro Football Focus. Colt Miller actually had a really good game. Uh, they extended him in the offseason. We're still not sure why, but uh, they extended him when they didn't have to, and he kind of uh, stepped up the first game and had a really good one in terms of how he played. So if Incognito can't go again, and you're talking about T.J. Watt and that defensive front, it's interesting. Uh, Tyler had a number yesterday that I was actually surprised at in the first game against Baltimore that Carr was only pressured on 30% of snaps because you and I were at that game. And I think as we watched it play out, we saw Leatherwood with the bad penalties. We saw James with the bad snap. We saw James with the bad penalties. I thought he was pressured more than that. Now, I think also in the beginning of the game, that had a lot to do with his errant throws. Uh, he was completely off to begin that game. It's amazing that Derek Carr ended up with the uh, stats that he did in the game that he did. But now you're going against the Pittsburgh front on the road in Pittsburgh. And I know people are making a big deal of short week. That happens in football. So don't get overreact about that. People play on short weeks all the time, obviously, every week. Uh, how worried should Derek Carr be? I mean, and, and when you look at this offensive line, if Incognito can't go, how perilous is this? I mean, if he can't get back, even he probably won't even be 100% when he comes back. Yeah, well, I'm uh, I'm sleeping on the job. I hadn't seen the PFF grade, so uh, thanks oh. for uh, sharing that. But that, that, <laughs> it was it not good. Well, my it friend. totally matches with the eye test. <laughs> I mean, Leatherwood looked like a disaster, to yeah, be yeah. honest. And I mean, they they let up some interior pressure too. They weren't great up there, so uh, I think that does not bode well for Derek Carr. But in the same breath, I think that this is one of honestly a lot of areas where Derek Carr doesn't get enough credit. I mean, last year. 
I've said this over and over, so I feel like a broken record. But last year, with all the problems they had up front, they never had a strong offensive line last year either. And I just think the guy's release and you know comfort in the offense. I think he makes up for a lot of problems like that. You know, now that being said, you never want to go into the the Steelers game counting on it. And you you nailed the guy, uh, Ellen Amore. I don't. I, I was Ellen Amore. Yeah, I, I had I, apprehension about saying is that. Is it French? Name. <laughs> is it French? I'm not really sure. But Gruden afterwards. No, actually, it was his uh, press conference. Uh, following the game the next day, and it was L- – he actually said his name, and everyone in the media room, I think – I don't know if you are in there that day where we thought to each other, do you know who this person is? Because we don't, but you said his name. When you look at how the name is spelled, it appeared that he said the name correctly. So I was like, maybe he knows who this person well, is. John Gruden's got one on me then. Congratulations. <laughs> but, and not to take an unfair shot at him. I mean, based on those grades, he might be the second-best <laughs> offensive lineman. Even Ellen Manure might be as good as right, – right behind Colton Miller. Yeah, exactly, even though he's only been around – uh, five days or whatever, but uh, it, it, it is concerning, and I think Derek Carr has to go into the game knowing he's going to take a hit or two, but I also think that his style and what he does well matches up with where you don't need, quote-unquote, the best offensive line in the league, which the Raiders said they had a lot for the last couple of years, uh, so it, it, it's a big concern, but I think Carr can manage. Expound on the car thing, because that's interesting that you say that, because, again, every week and every month, it's almost, and afterwards, uh, we had the brothers on Twitter saying, we told you so, we told you so, and he's going to do this and that. David, before the season, makes his normal projection that they're going to win the Super Bowl, and he's going to be the league MVP. Even after the other night, I think, you know, the first quarter, we're sitting there saying, man, maybe if he would have gotten a few snaps the preseason, maybe he wouldn't look this bad. Because the first quarter, he, even Waller, who ended up with 19 targets and a lot of yards, the first quarter, they were terrible. They they, they were rusty. It didn't look like they were going to do anything. They're down 14-0. You're sitting there. You and I are sitting in a press box right thinking, well, we can start writing now if this is how gonna, they're going to look offensively. But what did you think about him as the game matured? And, and he, you know, he ends up with 400-plus, and he throws the, uh, the winner to Zay Jones. Yeah, a little too early for the victory lap, but it's interesting. I didn't see anything on David Carr's Twitter when he was uh, two for eight for no, 18 no, yards or, or Darren or Darren <laughs> yeah, or Darren. That's true. Sorry. Uh, they only do victory laps in the parking lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I have set the, the their victory lap team. <laughs> oh, you are a Chiefs guy. OK, yes. I didn't, did not realize. Um but but yeah, I just think uh, everyone ne- needed to be uh, patient. I, I think I even tweeted something at the time at the game that like this is probably going to turn around just based on how efficient the Raiders have been over the last two years, but they can't let it wait any longer. And then I think the next drive they scored. So, uh, I, you know, I, I know everyone's probably sick of hearing the word overreaction, even especially after week one. That's what we always right. say. But I feel like we overreact to everything. Now we overreact because he threw for 435 right. yards because they had to. He leads the league. But we also are overreacting where a quarter and a half calling for Marcus Mariota to play more. Marcus Mariota on a bum quad or hamstring yeah, or whatever, well, by the way. Ian uh, Rappaport reporting, I think, this morning that this is going to be several weeks, which we now know would mean Nathan Peterman is the backup. I don't know if you're scared about that or not. Uh, Peterman, i tell you one thing about Peterman in the preseason. Like, he wasn't horrible. Like, he did some things playing the entire preseason except for, I think, Jared, one snap or two snaps with the uh, kid who was there for like Cookus. a Cookus, Cookus was there for like six seconds, and then he took a few snaps. Peterman, I know, look, I know it's probably against twos and threes and all that, but I think he showed to where, all right, if he has to play, maybe he can, you know, get a drive or two going. Yeah, I think he's, uh, if you were ranking emergency quarterbacks or third quarterbacks, I think he's high up on the list. Now, that being said, he's not high for <laughs> QB2, so that, that really takes away a big advantage. I mean, one of the reasons why I thought that, uh, you know, a lot of people are calling for the Raiders to bottom out this year and be one of the worst teams in the league. And one of the reasons why I thought that was ridiculous is historically the biggest way a team that's been decent bottoms out is because they have a, 
a, ba- a, a poor backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. He gets mm-hmm. thrust into action, uh, and they have no chance. Well, the Raiders had that totally taken care of with Mariota, who is arguably the best. Peterman not on that level, but I do think if he's pressed into action for a game or two, He's not going to kill you. Although, you know, I, I wish uh, selfishly Case Cookus would have given a better shot. Well, you guys mentioned Cookus and not the first name. Yes, that's Come right. On, give me a break. We should have given Case Cookus of uh, the former high school player, Case Kiefer here with us. Tyler out for the day. Okay. Let's say in Raiders mind or Raider fans minds, a nightmare happens and car goes down and Peterman's in there. Can we trust right now that Josh Jacobs is even healthy? Uh, or did you think it was more, you know, he, he limited yesterday, did, you know, I, I, he might have not participated yesterday, but he actually said last week, because he had t- taken so many hits the first few years, he's going to take days off. I think you were there that day when he said that, where he said, look, I'm going to have to take practice days off. I've just taken way too many hits. Uh, Ten carries in week one. Was it more, do you think, how the game dictated? Was it more like you're worried about Josh Jacobs? Because if it ever is a Nathan Peterman game or drive, I don't think they can go with him and also have Josh Jacobs banged up. Kenyon Drake had six carries, 11 yards. So the Joker, uh, will he need to play a bigger role? Are you worried about Josh Jacobs? I feel like this uh, might not be a popular opinion, and maybe people disagree. But out well, of, then it's perfect for the press box transition. <laughs> okay, perfect. Out of, out of everyone that we've talked about, the, the fall off, I think Josh Jacobs concerns me the least. Which really? may sounds w- weird when he's the pro bowler, the captain, but you know, I just really subscribe to the theory that there's not a huge uh, running backs are pretty replaceable in the NFL. And in the Raiders case, I know that's not what they signed Kenyon Drake for, but you gave him all this money in the offseason, a controversial right. move. I thought he looked pretty good in the first game. If he has to be thrust into more action, I- I'm not necessarily it doesn't concern me that much. I mean, Josh Jacobs is, is getting a lot of praise, and I know he's a great player, but he's not even really coming off of that great of a season. You know, right. yards per carry-wise, he was, what, second to last in the league of qualifying players. Um, and it sounds like I'm taking a shot at him. I'm not really. I, I think this is the case with 90% of running back situations in my mind in the NFL. I just I don't think there's a huge fall-off most of the time from the starter to the backup. I know it's not ideal. The Raiders would rather have him be there, but I thought Kenyon Drake looked pretty good in the first game. The Joker. Too. Yeah, I, I, th- I think he's capable. I think he's capable of more. So uh, not a huge concern. And also the biggest thing is I just don't think he's that unhealthy or that hurt. He's like you said, he said he was going to be missing some Wednesdays. Um, he didn't feel well on Monday night. I think he's going to be just uh, fine on top of all that. And I don't anticipate him missing any games. Well, two two touchdowns for my fantasy team. So as long and as me can, too, uh, I really I'm only yeah. in one fantasy league this year. I really <laughs> have dropped him? off, and I have him. Yeah. yeah. So he came through for us quickly. Before we take a break, now uh, Max Crosby, AFC Defensive Player of the Week. We talked to him yesterday. He was fired up about that. But here we go. Unique and Gakwe with the hamstring. Denzel Perryman with the hip. Um, you got Kwiatkowski uh, had uh, supposedly the concussion, especially on the defensive line. Cleveland Furrow, we believe, was the healthy scratch. All of a sudden, they talk about his back, but I, I really think it was they didn't think he was ready to play in that game or he hadn't played well enough in practice, whatever it is, as the fourth overall pick. Um, this is interesting to me. If, if Ngakwe can't go, you know, Koontz, um, Furrow, whoever it is, someone's going to have to step up because my guess is Mike Tomlin actually watches film. And he saw what Max Crosby did. Uh, Carl Nassib also had a good game. But if Ngakwe can't go, Farrell or someone better step up on the other side or they'll just scheme Crosby out of a lot of stuff. Yeah, this this Farrell situation is uh, puzzling to me. I do think, you know, I, I do. I mean, there's no doubt they're down on the guy. I think every time we've asked or someone's asked, I say, oh, don't look too much into it. You know, we're looking for this wave <laughs> of Don't look too passers. much into his yeah, not playing. Yeah, he never even gets on the field. But, you know... If you take take that away from it, which that's a big uh, that that's a big red flag, obviously when the coaches aren't giving you any reps. But he really looked. I thought he was poised for a good year this year. His numbers were pretty strong last year. You know he hasn't had the sack totals, but that's really the only knock on him. I think 
and he hasn't lived up to being the number four overall pick. Obviously, that's the, right, the big knock. Obviously. But he's been a, a a solid player for them, and I don't. I think he's capable if he's healthy of stepping in and making a difference. And hey, Carl Nassif looked really. I mean, he made not only made the biggest play of the game, arguably, but he was getting pressure before that. He looked good. I know he's another guy who didn't practice, but uh, you know, he's been a starter in this league. I think uh, you could make a case he's capable of uh, stepping up this week too. All right, we're off and running. It's Ed, Case, and Jared. A lot of stuff coming on. You want to hear the 9 o'clock hour. I don't know if you know this. Case Kiefer is an expert in music, and Jared and I are going to challenge him. And you're going to have a chance to win a nice four-pack of tickets. Stay around for that. Off we go. J.R. Starkus as well. Millsy Millard's coming along. Back after this. Three and two. Profar swings. Hits it in the air to deep left field. Forget it. Gonna go. Two run homer. Jerks and Profar. You know, I'm glad about that. Okay, so you have to understand every day, Jared makes fun of me only with the Padre highlights. Now, last night I was excited because they played the Giants, and the Padres actually woke up and finally won a game for the first time in six months. Uh, and the Dodgers climbed within a game and a half, two back in the or two, two uh, back in the loss, I think. But uh, Padres can get it again again today and get us within a game. Uh, before we get to your picks, because I know, well, let's say you're very very interested for a certain reason on some of these uh, races in the uh, Major League Baseball with the individual awards. Um, who wins the wild? I, I actually am calling the Cardinals in the National League because of their veteran leadership. The Reds are a complete disaster, by the way. It was in the palm of their hands playing the Pirates and all these horrible teams they can't win. And the Padres, despite last night, I still think are a little mess. So if the Dodgers have to have a one-game playoff, and I'm, I'm hoping they don't, who do you think they get? Yeah, t- tough look for Jared Padres highlights. Was it just been silence around here <laughs> yes, for the exactly. last few yes. weeks? Um, Jared will find him if he has to, even if he has to play some from April. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm hating the on the Giants Padres. Also work. <laughs> that's true. Oh, that's true. Giants, <laughs> you've had a much better run. Uh, it's hard for me to to buy into the Padres with what with you know joking aside with what they've done the the last month or so. The Cardinals do this, I swear, every year it seems like. So I think they're probably the safe bet. But I just, I just look at the teams and. Despite what they've done lately, I haven't looked at the schedule coming up. I still think it's somewhat easy. I, I, I might have to go with the Reds still. I, I just really? trust, I, I just I trust the you know top to bottom. There's just there's so many uh, baseball seasons so long. There's so many weird stretches. Uh, I, I feel like where things happen, like the Reds wow. have right now. I just like them better than the Cardinals. Interesting. Well, they can just, hit the Cardinals. Just, I don't know. Just how tell they, me you don't like the Padres. Yeah, I, the the Padres. I, I'm gonna say no on the pod. I'm gonna go Reds. I think okay. they get it back together. I, I mean, what what is it right now? They're only like they're game and a half. Yeah, Cardinals up a game on the Padres. I look anybody but the Padres. If you if Jared uh, will not see me as he knows for a month straight. If for whatever reason the Dodgers play the Padres in the one gamer, and for the first time all year they actually step up and win something and beat Scherzer in like a one gamer, it would destroy me. If the Reds do it, Tyler asked me this literally last month, and I I will stand by it. If it meant losing to the Reds. <laughs> In the one gamer and say, you know what? It wasn't their year, even though they have the best team, the most talent that's been assembled in a long time. But they, you know, they had a bad day. Or what was it your the Padres making it? I would, I would have taken the loss against the Reds. I, that, that's how much I despise the Padres. It, it's, it's to a level where I just can't speak about it anymore. You are that's so what. afraid of a one-game playoff that yes. it's embarrassing. <laughs> yes, it is embarrassing. Good, good, right. good to know. You've got some juice. Well, shall we say that anyway? You've got some interest in some of these awards. I want to go first in El Cy Young. Um, Walker Bueller, Corbin Burns. Here's the thing about the the Brewers. That's another team we're talking about in the playoffs that they're going to be able to set their pitching because I, you know, they're going to be a hundred games ahead of everyone in their division, and that's kind kind of a weird team. Even though their offense sputters a lot, that I don't know if you want to face if those pitchers are going crazy. But right now, 
and I don't know which one you have. You might have. Uh, you can preface it with your comments. NL Cy Young Award in terms of right now, Walker Bueller's, I think, uh, plus 168. Corbin Burns. Scherzer. Scherzer has not lost with the Dodgers, and his ERA is like 0.8. Yeah, that's my version of the Padres. I do not want to hear about that. Uh, like I said, I'm going to be very biased in all these. But I have <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> I have two of the three guys. I, I, I bet a lot on uh, baseball futures this year. Um, I'm just really into the betting side of things. And I have two of the three guys on the running right now. Uh, Corbin Burns and okay. Walker Bueller. I do not like have Max Scherzer. Guys. No, Scherzer's the top now. He's like you think Scherzer is. Yeah, in the odds right now, I looked this morning. Uh, Scherzer, I think, is like minus one fifty, which I think is ridiculous. He came out of nowhere. He was like twenty five to one two weeks ago, and he I, hasn't I just, lost since he's been there. Yeah, I mean, he's been great, but I just I don't totally get it. I mean, Walker Bueller, I think, thrown. I don't have it in front of me, but the 25 more innings, he's been just as right. good. I feel like if it's the Dodgers, he should be the guy. Now, I just kind of have a saver on him. I bet him 3-1, to one, I think, like right before the trade deadline when he was hot. Uh, but that was mainly because I thought he was going to wind up the main competition to Corbin Burns, who I have at 50-1. to one. You have him at 50-1? to Yeah, one? and I think the only knock against the guy is he hasn't thrown much innings. If you right. look you know, at everything else he's done, he's been the best pitcher in baseball. He's coming off of a no, uh, eight, seven or eight inning no-hitter. No-hitter. Yeah, and all we're hearing about is Max Scherzer. It's driving me crazy. <laughs> so let The me one start. guy you don't have anything on. Yeah, that's the one guy I don't have anything on. There's no way I'm adding now. He's at a minus no. price. So I got to hope. No offense, Ed, but... I don't know who his next start's going to be against, but I got to hope that uh, he gets blown up. We can root for uh, well, we can root for Bueller, but I I am out on Max Scherzer. Give me either of the other two guys. They both they both start in Cincinnati over the weekend. Okay, I I'll like take that. it. I, I like just it. I just you sung just, the Reds. You just phrases. picked the Reds in the, so. in, to go to the playoffs uh, quickly. Al Garrett Cole and you might have checked him this morning. Looks like he's a minus one thirty three. Robbie Ray, Lance Lynn. The the Blue Jays have gone crazy here, but Cole kind of still seems to be the guy. Yeah, it's cold to me, and I think we had fun when he struggled a little bit after the sticky stuff ban and uh, tried to downplay him, but it's cold. Do you, is it, please tell me, please tell me, and I, I saw the odds again yesterday. He might even still be favorite. I don't understand this. I think he's a wonderful player, but we've talked about this team, you know, endlessly about how much they folded. Is Tatis still, and, and I know Otani will probably win the AL, so not making the playoffs probably doesn't have a lot to do with it, but is Fernando Tatis still the leading Candidate for NL MVP? Yeah, and I'm with you. Maybe not good what? radio. We keep agreeing, but he's minus 180 at least a week ago. I don't ago. get that. Yeah, a week ago he was minus 300, which I thought was ridiculous. He hadn't really done – with the Padres, he hadn't done anything in like a month. He had been like a – you know, he he did build up a little bit of a lead, but I just think there's a lot of candidates here. I mean, you can make a case for Juan Soto. You can make a case for Max Muncie. Harper's still really low odds too, who's in the mix, but I think not – that high, I just I, I don't know for sure what the right answer is, but I don't think it's a runaway by Tatis that some people have made it out to be. Hey, every time he comes off the IR, he hits a home run. <laughs> yes, he does. He's been on like what two times at least? Yeah, two, three times. Maybe he needs another visit to lock it up. I don't know if he, I, I was watching Twitter last night. He was going for his like first five hit game of his career. He's a wonderful player. I hate I hate admitting that how good that guy is. Quickly, then Otani wins it. Yeah, and this is my uh, to pat myself on the back and annoy people with my betting stuff. This was one I wrote about in uh, the Las Vegas Weekly going into the season. Yeah. I have it twenty five <laughs> to one, and I feel confident. Stop with the Laddie Junior stuff. It is uh, Ota- a Laddie Junior. Yeah. How about the beating the dad and the home run? It, it's Otani's award, though. It's a nice story, but it's Otani's <laughs> award. <laughs> You're okay with these guys not making the playoffs, kidding us? What's the subjective nature of an MVP? <laughs> we haven't seen, you know, what Otani's done in, I mean, however many years. I, I don't need to mix. Uh, I'll, I'll say the Babe Ruth name, although you've heard it enough. I just, it's unprecedented. It's got to be Otani. Babe Ruth. 
Lastly, uh, tell us about the ticket you have. I know you're very excited about this. Last night, it was it was a nail-biter. Jared, actually, last night, we're going back and forth. Jared was rooting for my team last night. I, he said it. I said, you're the one. He was actually excited last night, weren't you? Yeah, no, I was actually... It, it's the only thing to watch. I was waiting for a friend. So, yeah. <laughs> the only thing to watch was the Dodger game. So he actually got caught up into it and uh, rooting for my team. But you have Urias at wins, which, okay, explain before the season how you pick him. Was it just a good number for total wins? Yeah, so I took uh, Urias most wins, 80 to 1. It was just with the expectation that the Dodgers were going to be way better than everyone, which I still think they are, as much as I'd like to see the Giants win the division. No offense. I mean, they were, what, almost plus 250 in run differential. Um, and I just thought he was the one that was most undervalued of their rotation. I mean, he opened at 80 to 1 at Westgate. I took a piece of that. So I've got a two. A two-game lead with, what, not many games left to go now. So that could be a, a good one for me. So it's him or Burns? Uh, I think it's him or Wainwright now. Oh, okay. Wainwright, Wainwright. is uh, t- it, Wainwright had, had cut the gap to 17 to 16 going into last night. So we needed last night. Now it's 18 to 16, and I got a little bit of breathing room. I just I'm genuinely shocked that you knew Urias would be yes. part of the rotation because <laughs> never mind have the most wins well, in the national. At league. one point, at one point, we were trying to figure out the Dodgers rotation, <laughs> and we were like, "All right, well." Well, when does price come in? <laughs> yes, <exactly. laughs> well, I, I could get you the exact date, but this wasn't like a month before. This was like the day before the season or two days before. I think it was pretty set by then. It might have even been a day or two until I knew he was going to be in the rotation when I made the bet. It wasn't a eighty to one. Wasn't a guess. Good for you, kid. Hope it comes through for you. All right, six nine one eight seven right now. Six nine one eight seven. Text your fantasy football lineup questions if you want to know who to start this week. Here's the man. Jeff Erickson's up next. Six nine one eight seven on the text line. Unfortunately for you, some rumors came out yesterday connecting you to the USC job. I just just want to give you the opportunity to refute it. So yeah, there's no chance that uh, I'm, I'm here and committed to try to build an organization. Urban Meyer translation, I'll be the new USC coach. They'll probably announce it in two weeks. All right, back uh, on the press box, Ed, Case, and Jared. Please be joined now, though. Follow him on Twitter at Jeff underscore Erickson, rotowire.com, senior editor of Rotowire. All your fantasy information, get to rotowire.com. Hi, Jeff. Hey, what's going on? How hey, are what's you? Up, man? Good, good. Hope you're well. Uh, we've got the text line blown up with lineup questions, but before that, a lot of injuries, and I know you know uh, some are not positions that would be in fantasy lineups. Some defensively are in terms of if you have uh, individual defensive players like in a dynasty league. So can you take us through some of these injuries, what you see with lineups, and, and who might be hurt the most? Sure. Uh, you know, One we know for sure, Odell Beckham will not play this week. That's a big one there. At least they had the the decency to announce it on Wednesday instead of right before kickoff of a late game (laughs) on Sunday. Uh, Even though there were hints. You know, the thing is, you know, he hadn't played in any uh, preseason games. There's a report that came out last Friday that noted that he hadn't had contact in practice yet. And that that kind of caught my eye. Because, you know, you know, all along there are these glowing reports. Oh, he's making really good progress. He's coming along. He's going, okay, it seems like he's fine. He's going to be all right. No, he hasn't any content. Okay, now, now I'm a little concerned. And sure enough, he's not ready to go this week. Uh, he may not be ready to go next or week four, for that matter, either. And I think this is a pretty big alarm. Uh, tonight's game, Saquon Barkley, someone we're watching here. This is questionable. They've pretty much said he's not, you're not going to get the full Barkley tonight. He only played 48% of the snaps last week. Short rest, coming off of you know injuries to both the ACL and MCL. Uh, you know, I, I think it's pretty obvious that this is not a good setup for him. I'm going to have, when I do my update on my rankings this week, I, I do that after my uh, Sirius XM show around uh, 11 o'clock our time. I, I'm going to downgrade him. I'm going to put him down. 
probably around 30 for the week. Uh, you know, may not necessarily start him. So that's one I'm definitely watching for. Uh, one, one quick question before we get to some of these texts, 69187, 69187, if you have questions for Jeff Erickson, text us now. Did you see anyone in the first few weeks that maybe, and there were injuries all across the board, that maybe now people are adding to their lineups or actually guys who are going to give them a lot of points after the first week that maybe weren't thought of? Sure. The, so the top free agent prospect this week is Elijah Mitchell on the uh, on the Niners. Yes. Obviously, Mostert's out for the season. Uh, Trey Sermon was a healthy scratch last week. I don't think that'll happen again, but I'm 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 a little apprehensive about sermons nonetheless. Mitchell's going to get the first shot at this, I think, uh, and we're seeing some really big bids. If you're in a, if you're in a free league where you use uh, bidding, like free, a free agent acquisition budget or fab uh, budget, I've seen some people use their entire budget on him. I've seen a lot of people spend maybe two thirds of their budget. I, it's I've always come up short. It seems like, except I think with with one notable exception, but. For the most part, uh, I'm not getting him. It's not that I think it's necessarily a bad play. I just think there's some risk factors uh, for the long term. You know, Trey Sermon being the biggest one, but also Jeff Wilson maybe after week seven or eight. Hey, Jeff Case Kiefer here. I uh, have fallen out of fantasy a little bit over the years for betting. And, uh, you know, I just had one draft this year and I, I was stunned. A guy I was super high on in the betting market, especially after uh, all that went on in the offseason was Damian Harris. I took a lot of uh, future positions on him. I was surprised to see how low he was being drafted. Give me your uh, take on him. And of course, he had the big fumble and where he is going forward. So uh, the thing about Harris is, He's got a couple of factors. One, he doesn't really catch a whole lot of passes, so that downgrades his value in PPR leagues. Uh, two, it's a Patriots back, and Bill Belichick has been known to switch guys out here and there, uh, and without any warning. You know, we'll, we'll have a guy have a big game one week, and you know, you know, you'll see that. Like Jonas Gray was the biggest one, had that fourth touchdown game against the Colts in a Sunday night game, and then we never saw him again. He overslept his alarm for his next practice, so he got buried. You know, and that, that's the sort of thing that can happen with the Pats. But they also still have James White. They like Ramondre Stevenson, although Stevenson had his own fumble and his own terrible blitz pickup. Uh, you know, they have J.J. Taylor. That, that, I think that's the, the fear is how often do the Patriots have a workhorse back? And I think that's what dragged Harris's value down. However, I, I'm with you. I think he probably should have been drafted higher than he was. Uh, and we saw that in week one just with the number of snaps that he had. All right, six nine one eight seven six nine one eight seven. Here we go. We have two on Burrow, Tannehill or Burrow, Burrow or Mayfield. Uh, I have Burrow and Mayfield back to back. This always happens with these. Uh, but I have Burrow twelve and Mayfield thirteen. The only reason why I have Mayfield even as low as I do is because I think that Cleveland's going to run the ball like crazy against Houston. So just not as many of attempts. So I go Burrow there, and then I go Burrow over Tannehill too. You know. Tennessee was you know, quietly one of the biggest disappointments of week one, and their offensive line was just under siege from the Arizona pass rush all game. Uh, I hope you know, and, you know, going to Seattle, where they actually are going to have fans for the first time in a while, and this, and we know what a home field advantage Seattle's had in the past. I think this is a pretty bad setup one. Hey, Jeff, uh, I, I was wanting to know how much uh, sleep you've lost over this uh, 49ers situation and, and what, what we should do there. You know, the quarterback situation, the running back situation, or the wide receiver situation. <laughs> I mean, they have all these. It's, it's a asshole. It, it is, and this is a vexing thing. You know, Kyle Shanahan rotates his running back a lot, too, but it's, it's such a good running game that we have to pay attention. It's not like one where you can just write it off. It's like, oh, well, I mean, there isn't anybody that's the main guy, so let's just write off. No, you can't do that because we saw with Mitchell last week, we've seen in previous instances, 
you know, whoever gets a job is a big deal. The Brandon Ayuk situation is another one I want to watch for a little bit there, too, because it seems to me like it's not just a concern about his hamstring, that there's also a little bit of a rebuke going on here, too, uh, that they're questioning his effort, perhaps. We know the talent is there, and I wouldn't cut him if I have him, but it's hard. On the same token, it's really difficult to start him confidently this week. Uh, so trying to put a good rank on him is very difficult. Jeff, uh, what do you do at this point with Mike Evans? Start him. Uh, really? It, it, it was a one-off. Here's the one thing about Tampa Bay is they just have so many good options. But I, I don't think it was a case where they you know, turned away from Evans. I think Evans just drew the top coverage last week uh, against the Cowboys. And meanwhile, Godwin's running like crazy. Antonio Brown is running like crazy, open in an open field. I, you know, Brady's going to find whoever's open. And so I don't think there's any downgrade of Evans at all. It just happened to be it wasn't his turn that week. We'll be other chances where the wheel goes around for him. Follow him on Twitter at Jeff underscore Erickson. It's Jeff Erickson here with us in the press box. Rotowire.com, King of Fantasy. It's Jeff Erickson. All right, a uh, few more in the text line. It appears people are looking for flexes on Jamar Chase. The first one is Jamar Chase or James Robinson. The next one is Jamar Chase or Devin Singletary. Chase over Singletary for sure. I don't ever trust a Buffalo running back just because Josh <laughs> Allen is a running back at the goal line. Um Chase versus Robinson's uh, a little closer, especially because Robinson had to split the carries last week against uh, Houston. Now a tough matchup against Denver. I think I go Chase. Uh, I don't think it's a slam dunk, but because you know you want a, a guy that's a, typically a workhorse running back. I, I James Robinson is someone I'm going to watch a little closer there. You played that Urban Meyer clip ahead of time. Yeah, no, Urban <laughs> Meyer had Carlos Hyde at uh, at Ohio State. You know, made really like him. I did the rewatch of that game. And Robinson was on the field for the first three series. Uh, and then, then Hyde came and got a series. Hyde got another at the start of the second half. But they were down 27-7 to seven pretty quickly, too. Yeah. The, the game flow in this game was pretty terrible uh, for any running back. Plus, Robinson did have two drops. Uh, and that might be the other thing that cut down on some of his reps. I think he'll be fine. But I am a little worried. This was supposed to be our A number one matchup. They get matched against Houston, and they failed it badly. Uh, before I get to these other texts, what do you think of Trevor Lawrence? I mean, he had some drops. I saw the drops early. He did have some picks, but did anything flash for you in Trevor Lawrence? I, you know, I, I, he had what you would expect from a first overall draft pick yeah. struggling in his first NFL game. Uh, you notice Zach Wilson had a miserable first half. Uh, you, Mac Jones lost. You know, all the rookies lost, and that, that's not a surprise. That happens all the time. It, it, it's a big learning curve. I thought Lawrence made some pretty good throws. Uh, the, his, touchdown, his first touchdown was a, a, just a seed splitting a pretty tight window uh, to the tight end. Um, so, I, you know, I think that, that there's, there were some, some things I was pretty encouraged by. Of course, there's going to be some tough ones. This is a tough matchup this week against Denver. I, I'm worried about him this week a little bit. 69187 is Jeff Erickson. Kirk Cousins or Teddy Bridgewater? Cousins. Okay. I thought Teddy Bridgewater, uh, we were talking about earlier in the week, like if he, Tyler said, you know, if he plays like that, they're pretty good defensively. They could kind of be borderline playoff. Do you agree with that? If he, if he, if, you know, he just manages things, yeah, maybe I, makes a play. Absolutely. I, I'd absolutely agree. I, you know, Bridgewater is a very good caretaker quarterback. Uh, and this is a coach looking to save his job in case of Vic Fangio. I think that you, you want, you want, the, he wanted a steady presence to, instead of the wild card that did Drew Locke. I get it. Um, and taking away Jerry Judy this week is the thing that concerns me a little bit about Bridgewater. 
Uh, and that I think they're going to run a ton on Jacksonville. We saw last week Mark Ingram, who we thought you know was inches away from getting cut, instead got 26 carries last week because they had the lead. I think you're going to see a lot of Melvin Gordon and a lot of Javante Williams this week. Jeff, um, Jalen Hurts or Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> the, fact, the fact that you have to ask that question just shows <laughs> how badly Rodgers played last week. Rodgers is at home against Detroit. He gets two rookie corners. Go, Rodgers. Uh, was, yeah, that's, uh, I want that person in my league. Uh, lastly, from 69187, tight end question, Jared Cook or Noah Fant? Um, I go Fant. Uh, it is a legitimate question. I think I, I, I kind of was on Cook. I have him in a lot of places this, uh, just because whenever I waited on tight ends, he seemed, always seemed to be there, but I'm going Fant. There's no one better on Twitter and with fantasy at Jeff underscore Erickson. Get to rotowire.com. Nobody better in the business for all your fantasy news and lineup information. Thank you, Jeff. We'll talk to you next week. It was great. You bet. Thanks, guys. There is Jeff Erickson, king of fantasy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know much about fantasy. I'd start Rodgers, too. What do you think? (laughs) Jalen Hurts looks pretty good week one. I don't know. (laughs) All right. When we come back. How about those Ravens taking shots at our guy, Hunter Renfro? We don't like that. You want to talk about the first one, though. I don't like to make a lot of excuses for interceptions. You know, there's some ones. There's some, you know, ones you wish you had back. There's some ones that really aren't your fault. That one was entirely due to the double nut shot I took. (laughs) (laughs) Talked about that yesterday, little tug and uh, hug. Double nut shots with uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he's now using that as reasons for interceptions. Back on the press boxes, Ed, Case, and Jared. 8.30, it's Millsy. 9.30, Starkus is going to make us a drink. All right, from The Athletic, the Raiders have already lost two players in defensive tackle, McCoy and Denzel Good. On the offensive line, they want to make sure they don't lose anymore. Here's the story on Hunter Renfro. Uh, Raiders were not very, very happy with away from the ball hits on Hunter Renfro by the uh, Ravens on Monday night. Ravens linebacker Patrick Queen was flagged for one such hit, and there was no penalties assessed on several others. One that particularly upset the team was a headshot that Renfro took from Ravens cornerback Marlon Humphrey. Humphrey, excuse me. I will tell you that Marlon Humphrey this morning said, I did hit Hunter a little after the play. I thought Derek Carr was out of the pocket. I apologized to Hunter on the field. That was a play I wish I could have back. You saw it. You were there. Uh, I remember uh, a few of the hits. I do remember the Humphrey hit. Whether or not he thought Carr was away, look, Marlon Humphrey might be the best corner in in in, in the NFL. I don't know if he's out there taking cheap shots. That doesn't. I I kind of will uh, will accept the idea that he thought Carr was out of the pocket and he had to uh, you know deal with Humphrey. Or excuse me, deal with Renfro. What did you think about some of these pit, uh, hits on uh, Hunter Renfro? Marlon Humphrey, the best corner in the NFL. I feel like you've been spending too much time around John Gruden. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no. you mean the best corner not named Jalen Ramsey? <laughs> yeah, he, he's a very good player. I just I was just joking because Gruden is uh, loves the guy so he loves much. Him. Loves him. I actually I, I kind of buy his uh, apology today. I, I mean that that was the one that did strike me at, on game day as a. Uh, is pretty bad and they might have a gripe there. I don't know. There was another one that I saw going around social media that I, I mean, it was a big hit, but I, I didn't necessarily think it was dirty. Um, the Patrick queen one, of course they're flight. I, I don't really know what to, to make of this. I, if Hunter Renfro, I guess he, he's just like the kid in class that always is raising his hand and has the answers. I just feel like he's so good and <laughs> so sound that people I, just, he gets under their skin and people want to deck him. I've never heard him described that way. I liked that a lot. I'm writing about him tomorrow. I'm going to steal that. That's going to be the lead. <laughs> the kid in class who always raises his hand and people gets mad at. Um, he's one of those guys who like, you know, you keep hearing about, I'm not, not just the Raiders receivers. Cause you know, Jared will know this throughout football. It's like, everyone's got upside, upside, upside. And I'm like, you know what? 
What about a dude who just produces? And I know he's not he's not going to like have 11, 1200 yard seasons, but he just kind of does what he's supposed to do. Uh, you know, he doesn't muff punts, you know, he's you know, he's not returning a lot for touchdowns, but at least he's giving him an opportunity to move the ball by securing the punt. Uh, he runs a lot of choice routes, which can get Carr into a little trouble. And he said yesterday, Hunter said yesterday, he goes, you know, on some of the choice routes, I have to be careful because I don't want to, you know, uh, he doesn't want to draw Derek Carr into interceptions. But I think he's a really good player. And I think the whole thing about, hey, he was too small at Clemson and he scored the touchdown against Alabama and no one thought he was going to score it. I think he's kind of dispelled that to this point, hasn't he? I, mean, I, I think he's kind of dispelled the whole, you know, Derek Carr, you say, uh, when I first met Hunter, I had to see if it was really him. You know, I mean, <laughs> they just continue to come back to that theory that he's small and unassuming, but I think he's a lot better than that. Yeah, he, he's so good, and I think, uh, you know, one thing that maybe ha- has benefited him, although he was going to have success wherever he goes, it seems like the Raiders really understand how to use him. Uh, like you said, some, some of those choice routes, those those short routes of the third and Renfro, it just feels like they've developed a, a really good plan around his skill set. I used to think, like, why don't you use this guy more? He's so right. efficient. Now I'm kind of like, you know, maybe – with the with the injury risk with all this stuff maybe they're using him perfectly i feel like it's weird as a lot of the other receivers uh cough henry ruggs cough uh, i feel like they can't figure out the right plan or how to use them which right. is a a lot different from Renfro, who i think they have in a perfect uh role and i think uh, is a valuable part of this team going forward so you know this might have been more for show than anything but you definitely want to keep that guy healthy Jared, is it a compliment when they go after a guy like this? Like, it's almost like they're taking shots at Hunter Renfro, so you're almost like, are you trying to throw Hunter Renfro off his game, or were they just taking dirty shots? I I never assume malice when stupidity is available, but I I assume this this was just aggression. Like, and yeah, you're going to go for the little guy. Yeah, you're going for Hunter Renfro? You're going to go for the little guy. I mean, w- words to live by. Some version of that, I agree. Like, one of the b- best things, uh, I- I'm totally subscribed to Jared's uh, philosophy. Like, I-, I wasn't putting malice there anyway, either. Uh, football's an-, an aggressive game. And like I said, the guy's just so perfect. He runs every route perfectly. He's, he's he frustrating does. to play he's against. he's little. And yeah, he's just, little. You want to crush him. Yeah, so they, and the hits look worse because of that, too. I mean, they're probably hitting, like, oh. Brian Edwards just as hard, and he just stands there. He's like... <laughs> Stone you, brick wall. Do you remember like Wes Welker? He'd go across the middle and you go, oh my God, I think he's decapitated. Yes, you think he's dead. Yeah, and then he just pop up and like he did that like the other day. night. He just kept coming, he just kept jumping up on on some of those hits. Uh what you mentioned you mentioned Henry Ruggs. Brian Edwards, and it, it, this was the great thing, and Tyler mentioned this the other day. 37 seconds left in regulation. He hadn't caught a pass. <laughs> the narrative of Brian Edwards from that moment on changed from here we go again they either don't know how to use them or they don't target the guy who is even on the field I, I didn't even know I thought it was Darren Waller catching one of the past like I, I I'm so used to not thinking that Brian Edwards is involved in any play I didn't I couldn't realize until someone said boy Brian Edwards made two straight catch I'm like oh I thought he only made one like where you we talk about Hunter Renfro but kind of being the secure stable guy and and he's kind of proven that but you've seen this team now up close and personal for a few years Rugs and Edwards, who has more upside? Because I think it might be Edwards. Upside, upside. I still might have to go with Rugs, but based on what I've seen, I think Edwards is the safer play. I think as long as he's healthy, he's going to be a guy that contributes. I think Rugs could flame out, or he could turn into this big deep threat they want. Um, I will say, yeah, he, he came out of nowhere, and uh, in our, our print preview, I had my best. We do a best prop bet. My best prop bet was Brian Edwards uh, over passing yards. Which Thank was God what? the fourth quarter, 38 and a half. So, uh, <laughs> some, someone texted me congratulating. Yeah, I was like, I don't yeah. know if that needs congratulations. Yeah, I don't know it did if that absolutely needs congratulations. nothing until the end. Uh, 
By the way, Jared, I can't believe I missed this on the reporting from the first time I was out there. Hunter Renfro is small. Oh, yeah. I can't, I can't right. believe yeah. I missed that. Yeah. I said, you know, Henry Runs Ruggs is fast. fast. Mariota big. <laughs> and uh, Hunter Renfro is small. All right, when we come back, this is top of the hour with the news. Don't forget, Millsy Millard at 830. Starkus will be in, not in, but he'll be with us at 930 to make a drink.